We'll stay at a lodge or fishing camp on the river. Then we can explore that part of Africa by canoe. It sounds like a good plan, Anne said. Once the decision was made, Paul set about making the necessary reservations. Although the trip was six months off, the weeks flew by quickly. One week before they were scheduled to leave, Anne surprised the family. At dinner, she brought out five packages. Here's a little gift for the trip, she said with a grin. Each box contained a small but high-quality camera. I thought we might have a little contest. Let's see who can get the best picture or pictures on the trip. And to make sure the contest is fair, each of us has exactly the same equipment. Paul beamed with approval. What a great idea, Anne, he said. I love contests. What's the prize for winning? Aaron asked. Oh, Aaron, Pam piped up. I wouldn't worry too much about that. You've only got two chances to win anyway, slim and none. We'll see about that, Aaron laughed. The day of their departure finally arrived. After a long flight from New York, the 747 aircraft began its descent. The pilot was preparing to land at Nairobi International Airport. Pam peered down at the sprawling city spread out below them. Look at that, she exclaimed. Nairobi is a really big city, isn't it? It sure is, Paul answered. More than a million and a half people live there. The big jet landed with a jolt. Then it sped along the runway for several hundred yards before turning toward the gate. Soon the flight attendant came on the public address system. Welcome to Nairobi, she said. Paul unlatched his seatbelt and bounded into the aisle. I can't believe we're finally here, he exclaimed. Anne smiled. He's more excited than the kids are, she thought to herself. Chapter 2. Base Camp A tall, blonde man met the Barclays at the airport. I'm Eric Gibbons, he said with a smile. I'll be your guide for the next few days. Glad to meet you, Eric, Paul said. I'm Paul, this is my wife Anne, and our kids, Jim, Aaron, and Pam. After shaking hands all around, Eric said, Welcome to Africa. I hope you're ready for the time of your life. Eric helped the family gather their luggage. Then he led them out of the terminal to his Land Rover. This isn't the best vehicle for the city, but you can't beat it for the bush, he said. Paul cocked his head as he tried to place Eric's accent. You sure don't sound much like a local guide, Paul said. You're not an African native, are you? Eric laughed. Right you are, mate. I came to Africa from Australia. That was about four years ago. What made you decide to go so far away from home? Paul asked. Well, mate, Australia got just a bit too small for me, Eric said with a laugh. But seriously, I intend to explore all seven continents before I decide where to settle down. Guiding in the Serengeti is just one step along the way. As they drove along, Aaron and Pam asked Eric about the different animals they might see. Oh, you'll be seeing lots of animals, he assured them. The migration north hasn't started yet. That means the park is loaded with both predators and prey right now. We were told that this is the very best time of the year to visit, Anne said. 
That was good advice, Eric agreed. You missed both the very rainy and the very dry seasons. Many of the animals will head north in another month. But as I said, they're all here now. The trip to the base camp took four hours. After the long drive on bumpy dirt roads, all the Barclays were happy to stretch their legs. Although they would be sleeping in tents, the camp was quite comfortable. The tents were set up on wooden platforms. A bed, a desk, and a couple of chairs were in each tent. Kerosene lamps provided light. The kitchen and eating areas were in the middle of the campsite. Four Africans, two men and two women, were in charge of providing all the meals. Since 20 to 25 tourists were there at any one time, the kitchen staff was kept busy. After a fine dinner, Jim asked Eric if he'd ever had a dangerous encounter with the animals. Well, we're always...